So we're glad to see you in the Lord's house today. Uh, for those of you who are cold this morning, I have good news. I prophesy that the weather's going to warm up this week. And, and uh, it's going to get warmer as we go through the week. And then also, you'll have to have your umbrella with you. But hey, I can take a little bit of rain if it means it's going to be a little warmer. Isn't that right? Yeah. So thank you so much for uh, your support of the church and all that you do. I want to thank you for your continual giving. We're working on this debt mortgage reduction, and you're helping us do that. We're getting ready soon to launch into the transformation of the building next door so that we can have a new uh, modern-day contemporary uh, place, permanent residence for our young people to meet together. So we got a lot going on here and a lot of things in the future that we're coming up on. The future is bright for Spirit Life Church. Amen? So thank you for being a part of it. Today we have a very special opportunity to worship the Lord. Uh, our, the DeLauder family is with us again. This will be the second time that they've been with us and, and we're delighted to have them this morning. And uh, we, we got a guy that has a personality issue in this group. Sometimes he's Larry and sometimes he's Barney. And we never know which personality is going to come out. So you just kind of have to always be watching. Uh, but how many of you know it's okay to laugh, that it's a spiritual thing to just kind of re relieve ourselves and release the joy of the Lord that's in us? So today really is all about worship. It's all about celebration. It's all about smiling. It's all about laughing a little bit. It's all about just having a good time in the Lord. And so every now and then we like to have guests in who can lead us in that way and, uh, and share an experience with us so that we can worship. So I want to invite you to do that today. So you can't worship if you're just sitting there like this. you got to put your hands together. you got to raise them when you're feeling like you want to worship the Lord. you got to sing along when they're singing a song that you're familiar with. And you've got to engage yourself in worship. And I know that you will do that because I know you will. So I was thinking about Psalm chapter 150, beginning at verse 1, you know this one well. It says, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his mighty deeds, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with the trumpet sound, praise him with the lute and the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and the dance. Praise him with strings and a pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I think it's pretty clear what we need to do today, right? Is praise the Lord. So I want you to stand with me. And uh, today it's all going to be, the ministry is going to come from the DeLauder family today. I, some of, you can relax, I'm not going to preach today, all right? And, unless I really get fired up, and then I, yeah, I can't make any promises. But we're just going to worship with them and let them lead us into the presence of the Lord today and honor Him. We'll have prayer time at the end like we usually do. And so we just want this to be a day to celebrate our relationship with Christ, all right? Let's pray together. 
Father, thank you for this day you have provided for us. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, rejoicing implies that we smile. Rejoicing implies that we express our freedom in Christ. Rejoicing implies happiness. Rejoicing implies that even we're in the midst of a spiritual battle, we still see with eyes of faith that we are more than conquerors and that we are overcomers through Christ Jesus. So rejoicing today is exactly what we're going to do. We will worship you and we will praise you. And Lord, we will believe that in the midst of this worship and praise that you will bless us in ways that we expect you to bless us in. So Father, I pray your anointing will be upon the DeLauder family as they sing, as they minister to us in whatever format that they choose today. We receive your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. While you're still seated, turn around, greet about three or four people, smile at them, shake their hand. And then as the Delauders come, I'm sorry, as you're st- before you get seated, there you go. <laughs> and now, if you don't mind, let's give a good Louisville welcome to the Delauder family this morning as they come. Well, good morning, everybody. Y'all looking so good, and we're happy to be here. And, uh, boy, we had a good time last night uh, getting set up, and then we got us some Mexican food. Boy, it was good, too. What was the name of that place right there? Yeah, that was pretty good stuff. And, uh, yeah, it was good. And so just real quick, uh, how many seen the Laird Lauder family for the very first time? Let me see your hands. Okay. For, for you guys, I'm just going to get introductions out of the way because we got a lot of singing. And a lot of Barney and a lot of harmonic and a lot of stuff to do. So I just want to get this out of the way. This is my beautiful wife, Sarah. And uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows that this is my wife, Sarah, because she's not my daughter. I'm getting sick and tired, Pastor. Every church we go to, look at the old man and his two daughters. (laughs) And this is our youngest daughter, uh, Faith Abigail. And she's got a birthday coming up next week, um, the 24th. And she's going to be 17. And so we're excited about that. And then our other daughter, Hannah, uh, she was here with us last time. I think we were here before COVID. And so uh, Hannah was with us then. And uh, she got married in October. And her and her husband, Tyler, I think there's a picture of, there they are, yeah. And that's uh, Tyler and Hannah at the wedding. And so anyway, but uh, they live up in Pennsylvania. and, And they really feel like God has something else for them to do. And so it's just down to the three of us. And so, uh, but uh, we're going to have a big time today, and uh, so I thought, how about we start off with something a little bit kind of, you know, Southern gospel like, and he keeps me singing those old hymns. How many still like those old hymns? All right, we got a few.
You know what? I bet old Barney can sing this next verse right here. Let's see. Soon he's coming back to welcome me. Far beyond the starry sky, I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown. I shall reign with him on high. I tell you what, I like that right there. Hey, what are you doing? Sweetest name I know Fills my every longing Keeps me singing as I go Keeps me singing as I go Keeps me singing as I go Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to say this. I don't care what anybody else says. I think your hair looks good like that. Yeah. <laughs> now some of you, they ain't got no hair. Now listen, there's a little public service announcement I need to say for those gentlemen that have a little issue up here on top of your head, or I should say the lack of but nowadays, you have to be very, very careful because nowadays, they're making these wigs. They're making them out of cat hair. And, buddy, they're dangerous, too, because every time you scratch your head, your hind end raises. you got to be careful with that right there. Buddy. And now they're making this little product out on the market. It's made out of persimmon juice and alum. Now, it doesn't grow any hair. It just shrinks your head down to fit the hair you got. Now, yesterday I was uh, 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 patrolling the, the area, and so I happened to pull over this big motor home. And uh, it was one of those big motor homes, you see. It had a little doorway there. I opened it up, and there, the husband, he was driving, and the wife, she was sitting over in the passenger side. And so I said, I need to see your driver's license and registration. Now, I guess his wife, she couldn't hear real well, and so she said, what'd he say? Uh, he just wants to see our driver's license and registration. Now, you just sit over there and be quiet. I've got this all taken care of. I said, oh, I see you guys are from the North Carolina area. What did he say? He said he just wants to know where we're from. Now, just sit over there and be quiet. I've got it all taken care of. Oh, yeah, I used to date a girl over there in North Carolina, meanest woman I ever did meet. What did he say? He said he thinks he knows you. Hey, let's do a little bit more singing. How about that?
harmonica music.
Well, I've got a lot of old friends and I've got That's why I wasn't ready to sing it just yet. I'm gonna be there. How about you? Well, I've got a lot of old friends and loved ones, some already have gone before. Hand in hand, we'll tour that city, then we'll kneel at the feet of our Lord. Well, I'm getting ready for a new day, darling. I'm getting ready for a brand new morning. Packing my bags for a heavenly journey. I can't wait to be there. Oh, I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to be I'm 55 years old. You can't throw a curveball at me like that. You threw the curveball. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to give each other signals on stage what the next song's going to be. And uh, we, or if got, he's changing it. we got our wires crossed. <laughs> uh, so now let's do a little harmonica for the folks. All right. Let's, this, this is uh, the Bluegrass Medley. How about that? Oh, well, now you're throwing a curveball because I was going to do Unclouded Day. Uh, that's fine. Go ahead. I can do that. Okay. I know that one, too.
Now, if you have enough air, you could do bluegrass too. You know, we are in the bluegrass state. Is that a challenge? That's a challenge. Okay, I'll take you up <laughs> on your challenge. If I pass out, I might need some mouth to mouth resuscitation. I'm sure there's somebody here that could, you know, help. Go ahead. All right. announcement to make oh yes we do <laughs> I just need that little jog in my memory there <laughs> uh, so Hannah and Tyler are expecting their first child and so yeah we're yeah. so we're gonna be pops and Jojo pops and Jojo yeah because see I'm 55 years old and I'm not now see listen let me just make this clear I am totally excited about having grandkids, okay? That's not the issue. I'm gonna have a ball with them kids. I'm gonna teach them all kinds of bad habits and everything. <laughs> but, but the problem that I have is the title. Because I'm old, you know, I'm, I'm not that old, see? And I'm hanging on to my youth as, as I'm fighting as long as I can. Is the reverb still on? I don't know. If, I feel like I'm in a chamber here for some reason. <laughs> yeah, there, there we, we go. go. And uh, so, so, 
I still hear it. Maybe it's the Lord. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, anyway, all right. Or it's the drums. Uh, whatever. Uh, so, so they got a little uh, T-shirt for me that said, uh, you don't have a picture yep, of me. Yeah, I sent it. The picture of the T-shirt, me holding it up. It was, it was Hannah's Christmas gift to her daddy. It says Pops. Because yeah. Grandpa's for old guys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you didn't tell, though, about before the baby announcement oh. was you forgot to tell the story about the wedding. Oh, because that, that picture is priceless, and we got to wait. All right, don't it. show the picture just yet. <laughs> so ha- have y'all ever heard of ugly crying? <laughs> yes. Okay. So now Hannah, when she is about three years old, and I did shows in Branson. I was a part of four different shows in Branson. Uh, I was with the Yuri's Morning Show. I was with the Magnificent Seven. I was with the Barbara Fairchild Show, and then uh, Lost in the 50s. And so I did the Barney Fife and played harmonica. and was part of all those shows. It was lots of fun. But uh, back in, in the day when Hannah was born, um, or when she was three years old, and so I was a part of the Lost in the 50s shows at the time. And so Sarah was working at the salon, and I had to do, I did, what, two shows a day. Mm-hmm. And so my first show was at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I believe, or 1 o'clock or something like that. And then I had a night show at 8 o'clock. Well, so in the morning, I would stay with Hannah. When she went, Sarah would go to work. And then before I went to my show, I'd go drop Hannah off at the babysitter's, go do my show, come back, pick Hannah up. Then we'd go hang out at the house until Mom came home and could fix his supper. Because you don't want me fixing supper. I'll burn something <laughs> down. And so... Uh, so anyway, so but we would watch Veggie Tales. You know what the funny part about that is? This is not the story here part. I, I get off on a rabbit trail, but we'd start watching Veggie Tales together, and she'd get up and she'd walk out, and I'm stuck watching Veggie Tales, and I'm like, "Baby, come here. hey, I thought we were watching Veggie Tales." She, "Aha, uh-huh, we are." And I was like, "Well, you're in the other room. How can you be watching Veggie Tales? I'm here watching Veggie Tales. You're in the other room." And she she comes sit down for a minute, and then she's off again. Anyway, so, so one of the things she loves with this little Cinderella dress, I mean, she lived in that thing. It was a blue and white, sparkly little Cinderella dress. And if she didn't have regular clothes on, she'd have Cinderella dress on. And so she loved that thing. And so we would, she'd get on the tops of my feet, and, you know, we would dance to little songs on the veggie tail and stuff. And then we had a little plastic golf set that we would, that we would sw- and, and try not to break anything in the house. And uh, so anyway, so now let's fast forward to the wedding. And now it is time for the father-daughter dance. Now, normally... There's one song, and roughly, you know, three to four minutes long. There were five songs. Parts. Now, they were parts of songs, like a verse and a chorus and a verse, and like Butterfly Kisses, I Loved Her First, I Danced with Cinderella, all these different ones. Eleven minutes of torture. <laughs> now, I'm crying already. Through this whole thing. At one point, she leans up to my ear and she says, Daddy, I have a surprise for you. And I didn't know what she meant. And so she was holding on to me with one hand and she reached down to her shoe with the other. And I thought, well, maybe she's just getting out some little trinket or something, you know, whatever. But she starts unbuckling her shoe. Mm. When I saw that, I knew exactly what she was getting ready to do. So she steps up on top of my feet, barefoot, and she says, Daddy, I hope I'm not hurting you. I said, No, baby. 
And my mind went back to when she was three years old and we were dancing when she was that little girl. And this is what I look like. Somebody took a picture. There it is. <laughs> and she's laughing at me. Look at her. She feels no remorse whatsoever. No, she just kept saying, Daddy, you're doing yeah, good. Yeah, you're doing good, Daddy. Bless your little heart. Buddy, I tell you what, I don't know how many have been there. Have you been there with the crying, crying, thinking about your little girl and back when she was little? Nobody here. Okay, well, I'm the only <laughs> no, one. No, there was a couple back there. Well, it's dark in Kansas City, so. <laughs> but I see a couple of ladies wiping tears. Of course, the guys, they ain't going to be crying. They're, they're tough. <laughs> Old hosses, that's what they are. <laughs> anyway, so you can take that picture away because... Uh, Thank you, Jared. Appreciate it, buddy. Jared on media and Bill on the sound. Is the sound okay? Is it? Okay, Bill, you're doing a good job, buddy. Keep it up. He took time last night to come in with us while we were setting up, and I, I guess I just want to say a little side note. Thank you so much. You know, y'all just rolled out the red carpet for us, and, and I told him last night, I said, thank you for coming in and taking time because yeah. that means a lot to us when we travel full time and you know sometimes you go to a church and you're not sure they really want you there <laughs> but no he was great last night so thank you good job Bill <laughs> oh Bill what can you say he's <laughs> one in a billion <laughs> thought I'd throw that in now, now I know we have already come through Christmas time and Thanksgiving and all that, and we're way into the year now. But I'm telling you, I'm one of those people, I love Christmas. I don't know, does anybody else here like me that love Christmas time? I wish it could be Christmas the whole year. I just love it, celebrating Jesus' birth and all of that. And I just love it. Now, I get excited about that because that is first and foremost, that's the whole reason why we celebrate Christmas. But then after that, <laughs> I get excited about the Christmas cookies. <laughs> oh boy, I love those Christmas cookies. Well, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. Well, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Oh, the ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees and bells and stars. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Now, those Christmas cookies are a special treat because the more she bakes, the more I eat. Sometimes I can't get myself to stop. Sometimes she'll wait till I'm asleep And then she'll take the ones that I didn't eat And she'll put them little sprinkly things on top Oh, I love those sprinkly things I sure do like those sprinkly Oh, you like the sprinkly things too yeah. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe Oh, the ones that look like Santa Claus Christmas trees and bells and stars I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe now those sprinkly things just makes things worse Cause it makes them taste better than they did at first And boy they are impossible to resist 
some disappear to who knows where. But, buddy, I make sure I get my share. And those kids, they wait around for the ones that I miss. But I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. Well, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Oh, the ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees and bells and stuff. Sure do like those Christmas Oh, hey. Well, there's Thelma Lou with a whole plate of imaginary Christmas cookies. Now, listen, there's another reason why I love Christmas cookies. Let me tell you about it. Now, there's a benefit to all of this you might have overlooked or missed. So now let me tell you the best part of it all. Every time she sticks another batch in the oven, there's 15 minutes for some kissing and a hugging. That's why I like Christmas cookies all year long. Oh, yeah. But I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. But I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Oh, the ones that look like Santa Claus. Christmas trees and bells and stars. I sure do like those Christmas cookies. Let's take it home, Thelma Lou. But I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. <laughs> Got me a little kissy-kissy. <laughs> now, you know what? The other day, Thelma Lou, she come a-running in the house just a-hollering and everything. She said, there's water in the carburetor. There's water in the carburetor. I said, Thelma Lou, you're not a mechanic. I said, I'll check out the car. Where is it at? She said, in the swimming pool. So I guess there's water. Now, I'm looking around here today, and some of you folks remind me of some of the folks over in Mayberry. Well, there's an Aunt B right over here. There's an Aunt B. There's an Aunt B. Boy, there's a lot of Aunt Bs here this morning. And there's a goober right back there. And then we just need to find us an Otis Campbell. Do we? Hey, Otis is right here on the third row. There he is. Yeah, there's old Otis. <laughs> Now, you know how Otis is. I heard about him the other day. He'd been drinking all night, and early the next morning, he's trying to find his way home. And of all things that, he's, he, all things that he could stumble up onto, he stumbles right up onto a baptismal service. Can you believe that? Boy, here he comes. Boy, he's a-stumbling around. He's a three sheets to the wind. and He's a-singing and everything. He stumbles right up to the preacher. Breathing heavy. <sighs> what y'all doing out here, he says. Well, the preacher was trying to be nice to Otis, and he said, well, if you'll look around, he said, we got a bunch of folks out here. Uh, we got a bunch of sinners trying to find Jesus. And he pointed at Otis and said, do you want to find Jesus, brother? And he said, okay, sure. Why not? So the preacher takes him over in the water. Dips him down, brings him back up, says, have you found Jesus, brother? He says, no, oh, I sure haven't. So he takes him back down, brings him back up and says, have you found Jesus, brother? He said, uh-huh. So he takes him back down, brings him back up and says, have you found Jesus? He said, are you sure this is where he fell in? <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, I'm a little bit concerned uh, with President Biden 
just a little bit. I think he's been having some uh, intestinal problems. And how I know that is because the other day on the newspaper, it was a big line, headline there that said, uh, Biden can't stop Putin. And I think he's having some troubles down here uh, in the old intestines. You know, that's, that's tough if you, you know. Putin around all the time, you know. Let's see, are we in south here? No, we're in the north here, aren't we? This is still south. So y'all know what Putin means, right? Well, that's good. And so anyway, that's why, yeah, that's why that's funny. And uh, anyway, but you know what? The other day we was over at uh, uh, my, my grandpa and grandma's house and my Uncle Bud uh, he uh, he been off the battle years ago, and he brought home one of those hand grenades, and boy, he's been itching to blow something up. And so uh, we were in the backyard, and uh, Grandpa and Grandma, now they've got indoor plumbing, but they still have an outhouse. Is Just out of curiosity, is there anybody that still has an outhouse? I think the ridiculous, and that's why I think that joke's always going to get a laugh, is because it's ridiculous. Who still has an outhouse nowadays? And I figured everybody would be like, ha, 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 ha. No, nobody's laughing, so that's all right. <laughs> there it is. I got it. Yes. Well, anyway, so we're standing there, and so Uncle Bud, he pulls that pin, and he throws it at that outhouse, and bluey. I mean, there's wood flying all over the place and smoke billowing up and everything, and here comes Grandpa. <coughs> Boy, I'm sure glad I didn't do that one in the house. Hey, I don't know. I, I think Barney's failing this morning. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. We, you did a Christmas song. Yeah. Can we do another one? Oh, sure. Now, this technically originally wasn't meant to be a Christmas song. And I'm throwing this at y'all. But I like it. Joy to the world The Lord is come
song that one featured faith but I want to do another song that features faith that we started doing this last year and um, you know last night we had uh, time to fellowship with pastor and we travel all across the country we go to all different denominations all different churches and I think the resounding theme has been COVID changed everything for people. COVID changed how people worship. COVID changed how people relate to one another. COVID changed how people respond in their own relationship, I think, with the Lord. When there's something to some people so catastrophic that happens, it, it affects you sometimes in ways you don't even realize. And, you know, we asked pastor last night, I said, you know, what, what has been the, I don't know how to word this, but I guess the return rate of people back into church since COVID, because we're seeing church after church after church that it became so easy to do church online so easy for people to just stay home. Now, I want to clarify, I think in some regards, online church has been a massive blessing because I think back, like my aunt and uncle, when I was a little girl, my uncle had had a heart attack and he had to stay home, couldn't go to church every Sunday and the pastor, they would on cassette tape, <laughs> would record the sermon and he would come to their home, he would have communion with them, he would pray with them and all of that, so they got to have that. But if, I think, you know, now, man, if they could have had online or on TV or whatever, they could have in that moment participated in the service. And I think sometimes there's that disconnect because I remember we moved from, when we, when we were here this last time, we lived in Branson, Missouri or right down by Branson. And in April of 2020, we moved to West Virginia. So we moved right in the middle of the pandemic and all the craziness of everything. And so I, I, I see where there became this, this disconnect because the pastor at our church back in Missouri, he would say, don't, don't just sit there in your pajamas. Don't, don't just, you know, sit there like you're just watching TV. Invest yourself in the service. You know, get up, get yourself dressed. Act like you're actually coming to church. That you're ready and willing to worship the Lord. And, and so now fast forward, there's this, almost this mindset. And I want to say it's, it's affected the whole body of Christ where now coming back to church, it becomes more of a spectator thing than it has been a participatory. But when we come together, 
It's an opportunity to worship corporately. And, and that requires you to probably be doing some of your own worshiping throughout the week. So that when you come in here, you're, you're ready and on, so to speak. You're ready for whatever God wants to do. We're seeing, you know, revivals starting in colleges and all different kinds of places. And it's not coming how people expected. You know, I see all the comments on Facebook and you've got all the, the back and forth arguments about things. But I know my heart's desire as a mom of soon to be 17 year old and a, a 20 year old is that I wanna see God move mightily in their hearts and in their lives. Because they're the next generation that's gonna be here when we're gone. And I loved what you said about having the investment in the youth. Because if we don't do that, there's, they're not going to have the, the mantle and the, the wisdom and the experience and everything that the older people have to offer to carry it on. But we started doing this song this last year. And I'll be honest, it kind of became a, an anthem for me. I think about the disciples and how they walked physically in the presence of Jesus. Yet, all the miracles they saw, the next time something came along, they were filled with doubt and questioning how, you know, feeding the, the 5,000, how are we going to do that? How, how's the storm going to be calmed? How's this, that, and the other? Yet, they were, they were in the presence of Jesus. And I can look back on my own life and I can see time after time after time after time that God has walked me through something. He's carried me through something. He's, he's been there before I ever even got there. And yet, the next time something comes along, I have that, oh no, now what? When we should be remembering God's faithfulness and remembering how true he was to his word and this song simply says, remember. And I'm going to lay out a challenge this morning. Don't just sit there and listen to Faith's pretty voice. Don't, don't just think, oh, wow, that's a pretty song. That, that's good. I want to challenge you that as Faith sings this this morning, that you start remembering and recollecting all those times that God has carried you through or walked you through something. And if you're facing something right now, this is going to build that hope inside of you and trust that the Lord is going to carry you through whatever it is you're going through right now. In the darkest hour when I cannot breathe, fear is on my chest, the weight of the world on me. Everything is crashing down, everything I have known, when I wonder if I'm all 
giants fall I've seen mountains move I've seen waters part because of you I remember there's one person you know pastor I used to want those ministries had thousands of people the accolades of all men you know I'm a man pleaser I'll just be honest with you I love to please people and and I know we shouldn't be that way right but um, through insecurities my dad left when I was three years old my whole world walked out that door I remember that night just like it was yesterday It's taken me a long time to get forgiveness. You know, the scripture says that he will not forgive us our sins unless we forgive others. And I can tell you, there's even people sitting here today that are struggling with unforgiveness. But yet we come to church and everything's just wonderful. Hey, brother, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. When really inside, there's hurt, there's pain, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we... You know, the Bible says, confess our sins to one another that we may be healed. Sometimes I don't think we want to do that. But I know in my own life, God has done a work in my life. And I've forgiven my dad. I've forgiven those that treated me bad. And, and you know, and it's a moment-by-moment decision. Because once you've done it and everything is going along just fine, and all of a sudden the devil or your flesh will bring up a thought. And what do you do with that? You pick it back up and get offended again. And every time the devil brings something back up about my past, oh, did you see the way they treated you? No, I, I have already forgiven that. I'm not picking that back up again. I'm done with that. And I remember what God has done. You can look in your life. I guarantee every one of you can look back through your life and go, look at what God did there. Look at that moment. He looked after me. Look at that time when my tires, were, the tread was way down. Uh, this has happened to me. The tread was way down. I stopped him to see my brother. And the tires were turned just slightly. And he could see inside, my, my, uh, inside the wheel well. And he goes, oh, my. 
they were paper thin. He said, dude, uh, you need to do something about that. Well, from the outside, I couldn't tell us anything wrong. But on the inside, they were wearing down so thin. Man, if I'd have been on a back road and gone off the edge, no, whatever. I mean, who knows? But God was watching out. He, he prompted me to stop in to see my brother. Because I, I thought, man, I ain't got time. I'm in a hurry. I got to go. And I felt that prompt. Go see your brother. Okay. Remembering those times, what God has done in your life. Faith, would you sing just a little bit more of that chorus? You know, it might also be the opposite. There might be somebody here who's saying, I don't know that I can see God's faithfulness in my life. Friday night, we did a service at a cowboy church over in Eastern Kentucky. When we got done, got in the motor home, we're headed down the road and you know, you, you get on your phone, check messages, whatever. And the very first thing that popped up when I opened up Facebook to respond to somebody was a post from a girl that I've known since I was a teenager that her twin sister had committed suicide that night. This was a girl I babysat. It was a girl that her and her sister were at our wedding. In fact, I got, it's amazing how when things happen and memories start flooding. I remember that her and her sister were some of the first ones that I told that I was pregnant with our oldest daughter because the day that I found out I was pregnant with Hannah, Larry and I were in somebody else's wedding and the girls, the twins were there. And I'll be honest, I sat there and I just, I started crying because I said, I don't even have the words. I can't understand. Because Rachel knew the Lord. Rachel has three sons. Rachel had a family that loved her. And when you look now and you start seeing the comment after comment after comment and the post to her page of the outpouring of people that her life affected... What, what didn't she see that brought her to that decision? And suicide seems to be something that's becoming more prevalent. And it is such a vile and evil tactic of the enemy. You 
you know, I went to faith and I said, don't you ever think that your life's not worth living. And I would say that to you this morning. If there is anybody in here who has ever had the thought that it would be better if you were not here, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Because your life, God created you with a purpose and a plan, and it probably hasn't all gone according to what you thought it should. I know mine hasn't. <laughs> but when I completely surrender myself to the Lord, and even the bad stuff is redeemed by God's glory because he uses it. It had a purpose if we let him. But if there's any one message this morning, you may not think that anybody else cares, cares about your life, cares about you, but you have a heavenly father that loved you so much to create you with such care, with such joy. And then, on top of that, he sent his only son to die in your place because he wants to spend eternity with you. Please, please, don't be passive about that. And allow this song this morning to remind you of his goodness and of his faithfulness even, even when it, you cannot see it. I know I talked to Rachel's mom and I, I just told her, I said, I, I'm completely heartbroken. I don't even know what to say. I said, but I know I'm going to pray. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for her boys. I'm praying for her twin sister, her brother. Because prayer is effective. And she said, she goes, that's the only thing that's going to carry us through. She said, it just can't be real. And her oldest son, he's either 14 or 15. He's a freshman in high school. He's the one who found her. And all I can pray right now is, Lord, comfort, bring peace. But in the future, allow this to be used for your glory in his life. And kind of the irony is another girl that I graduated with, her mom committed suicide about five or six years ago. And I immediately thought of her because when her mom committed suicide, she wasn't saved. She was filled with anger and bitterness and resentment and, and so I messaged her and I said what were the what were the things that that you wished people had done differently or had done for you when your mom passed away and she sent me this big long message and the core of it was she said 
when it happened, I didn't know the Lord. She said, but my healing didn't start until I came to know Christ. And she said, I can see now how God is using this to allow me to minister to people that have been through the same thing. And she has such a passion. I believe that as the Lord is growing her, because she's only been saved just a few years, that he's going to use this as a ministry for her to minister to other people. And she has such a passion that people know their value and to figure out ways to seek help, seek counsel, pastors, all of that. But I know I want to remember God's faithfulness because that's what carries me through, carries me through all the, the muck and the mire and the tough times and just gives me that hope. Larry wants to do this next song, and I'm sure y'all probably know it. You've probably heard it. It's a worship song. But worship is what fuels us. Worship by listening to messages when the pastor's preaching. Worship when we're investing ourselves in giving God all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. This song simply says, forever.
We sing hallelujah. Sing it with me. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. The Lamb is overcome. Sing it again. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. The Lamb is overcome. The ground began to shake. The stone was rolled away. His perfect love cannot be overcome. so much for letting us come and be a part of your service this morning and we pray that something we said or testimony or song or even the comedy or whatever pray that it blessed you uh, minister to you and um, we just love you guys you know you're you're the reason we travel we're not getting rich and we're not getting famous that ain't happening you know why because we're not the greatest singers in the world. We're not. And we know that. I'm not the greatest harmonica player in the world. I'm not the greatest Barney Fife impersonator in the world. We're not really great at anything we do. But the difference, I believe, is more importantly, not how much I can impress you, but the anointing. To me, the anointing is so much more powerful than any talent that I could display for you and make you think that I am awesome. Wow, he is amazing. No, I don't want you going away from here saying how great the Delauders are. I don't want to hear that because we're not. I want Jesus to be exalted. I want him to be edified. I want him to be lifted up. And that's why we don't, you know, we're not in big name concerts. We've been on a few, but, you know, we're, we're never going to be a big name group. We're never going to make millions of dollars. 
you know what, I kind of see us as, you know, everybody talks about the, uh, the, um, the, uh, uh, the Air Force. I kind of see us uh, as, as the Army. Because the Air Force and the Marines and those guys, man, they're the cool guys. They get talked about, man. They get on the big things. But the Army doesn't get a whole lot of. And so I see us, we're flying under the radar. And you know what? I throw professionalism out the window. Because I could, years ago, my heart was all about entertaining you, making you guys wow, and getting standing ovations, and hearing that, oh, you're great. Oh, that's right, I am great, aren't I? Yeah, I'm good, I'm great. But God did a work in my heart, and that stuff doesn't matter to me anymore. Oh, I could entertain you. If, if, you know what? If I didn't care about your life, I'd say, I need $10,000, sir. I'm going to come and entertain your socks off, and then I'm leaving. I don't care about your life. But that's not the truth. That's not. The reason we get up every day, the reason we travel, the reason we do this is because of your life and your life and your life and your life. Every single life that's in here. We pray before we leave the house. God I, if, if we're wasting these people's time, if we're wasting your time, Lord, if we're wasting our time, then we'll just stay home because it, I'm, I'm not going to waste anybody's time. But I want to see a move of God. I want to see God do a work in your heart. That's what drives me. That's what gets me up. That's what moves me. That's what I get excited about. And when we get testimonies about what God did in a person's life, So today, don't you come up to me and say, oh, you guys were great. I don't want to hear it. Oh, you were great on that harmonica. No, I don't want to hear it. Because the Bible says that we should not think more of ourselves than we ought to. And so I don't, you know, I, I know me, and I'm human. I, I'm just like you, get a little puffed up, you know. And so, so I would much rather me humble myself than have God do it because I'm going to tell you what, when he does it, whew, man, it's painful. Is anybody else tracking with me? Because I just, I just want to make sure that we love you guys and, and make sure you know that. I want you to know our intentions for being here. Not, this is not just another church. This is just not another offering. This is just not another place to be. No. If, it, if I had my way about it, we'd be here the next couple of hours, and man, we would, we'd dig in even deeper. It would be awesome. I guarantee it would be awesome. But for time's sake, we don't have time to do that today for other reasons. But maybe sometime when we come back, we can be much more freer, and we not have to worry about the professionalism and the entertainment. Maybe we can just go further. Because God has placed things that I would love to see happen in this place. But I just wanted to say, Pastor, thank you so much for letting us come and be a part of the service. And uh, God bless you guys. And uh, we pray that uh, we've somehow God has ministered to your heart through uh, this ministry. All right. God bless. Now, now, before you get away too far, 
you do have one more, don't you? You do have one more, don't you? Yeah, with the harmonica, my harmonicas. Is that possible? I mean, we got carpet. So, okay. I just wanted to check. I didn't want us to get away and then us miss that magical moment. I have enjoyed this. I'm inspired to take harmonica lessons so that I can play the harmonica. I might not be good at it, but I'm going to try. No, I'm really not. I'm not going to do that to you. You know, the DeLauder family has done a wonderful job today presenting to us the gospel message, and I'm so pleased that we've been able to have them with us today. And I indeed would love for you to come back again sometime, and we'll, we'll see if we can arrange that. But they've given to us freely, and I want us to give to them now. So I'm going to ask the ushers to come, if you will. Now, you know, we, we're giving to a lot of different projects right now. We're, of course, we always pay our tithe and giving the offering. We've got the debt reduction um, acceleration project going. We've got our project for world missions that uh, will be coming to an end fairly soon where we're supporting uh, the kids in Ukraine during this time. So we've got a lot that we're going that that is going on financially but I want us to be a blessing to the DeLauder family as well Donna and I spent a good part of our life traveling going here and there and everywhere we we too traveled across the country and it, it's an expensive thing to do to be out on the road and traveling and being in different churches from time to time and uh, I know that we were in churches that you know, when the offering was given, it wasn't enough to pay the gasoline to get there for us. And there were other times that God just used churches to bless us abundantly. I want us to be that church. I want us to bless them abundantly today. And I was reading in Proverbs yesterday, and it just struck me that I wanted to share this with you today. Proverbs chapter 11, verses 24 and 25 says, one gives freely, yet keeps getting richer. Another withholds what he should give and just wants more. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. You know, our natural response is that in hard times and difficult times, we want to hoard to ourselves what we think we need. But that is not God's way of doing things. God wants us to give. He wants us to cast our bread upon the water so that after many days it can return to us. So today, I want to speak to you today and ask you to give generously and liberally today. And you might say, well, Pastor, I really can't afford to do that. And my response to you would be, why don't you test God and see if he will not open up the heavens and pour out upon you a blessing that you can't contain? Do it God's way. Give liberally, and if you'll give liberally, God will in turn give liberally to you. And so as we receive this offering this morning, 
I want you to give liberally. If you write a check, just make it to Spirit Life Church of God, and we will uh, give them one check when it's all tabulated. And, uh, and then the other way that you can bless them is to go by their table, their product table on the way out, and get a CD or two or three or five or whatever, and uh, because all of that goes to help them with their expenses as well. So I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to invite you to give as the ushers wait on you. And then before we leave, we'll just see if maybe Larry has one more song. All right, let's pray. Father, we have enjoyed this day so much of worship and, and just being able to be in your presence. And Lord, we, our hearts have been moved deeply uh, by the, the stories that have been shared and, and the life experiences that they have gone through. Because we're all there. We've all seen difficult days. We all, we've had friends who have struggled that uh, have, have caused, caused us to grieve as well. We've, we can relate very easily to all of this. And so, Lord, I thank you that you sent someone our way to be able to bring a message that we could connect with through music, through comedy, through testimony. Lord, we are better for it, and we are blessed because of it. And now I pray that you will use our congregation to be a blessing to them. They've laid it all on the line for us today, and Lord, we want to bless them as well. So I pray that as we receive this offering, that you would use it as a blessing to them. In Jesus' name, we ask it, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. The ushers will come by, and they will um, give you an opportunity to give. And while they're doing that, this, let me just ask you this morning, is there anyone here that you have never accepted Christ as your Lord and your Savior, and you would like to do that this morning? You say, well, doesn't there have to be some music playing or, you know, some this feeling or whatever? No. Salvation is a decision. It's what you decide that you want to do. When you've been confronted with the evidence of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you choose to either accept it or reject it. And so this morning, just very quickly, and I, I'll have to look real hard because of these lights, but if you're here today and you'd like to turn your life over to Jesus Christ, would you just raise your hand up and let me see you this morning? Is there anybody? Amen. Are we all Christians today, all believers in the house this morning? Well, praise the Lord for that. Now let me ask you this. How many of you have a need of some sort and you really need the Lord to intervene in your life? It could be physical, it could be financial, psychological, emotional, whatever it might be, God is able to touch you right where you are. Is that true? So if you need prayer this morning, I want you to just stand up right where you are. You don't have to come up here. I'm going to pray with you before we uh, finalize this service this morning. Do you have a need? If you do, just stand up right where you are. All right, several all over the house. Amen. So I want us to all just pray. Those of you who are seated, just point your hands in the direction of these who are standing today, and let's just pray together. Father, thank you for this great day that we've had, and in this environment, this atmosphere, we ask you to move on behalf 
of these who are standing today. They are recognizing that there's a place in their life where they need intervention from you. And Lord, I believe that there are some standing this morning that they may be at a place of real desperation. And they need for you to come through quickly and divinely today. And I pray that you'll do that on their behalf. If they need healing in their body, I pray that you will allow them to receive it in their body this morning. Because we know your word declares that by your stripes we are healed. And we believe that. Lord, there may be those who have financial needs in their life and in their family. Lord, you said that you would give us everything that pertains to life and godliness. You've already done that. And so, Lord, I pray that you will bring a financial blessing into their life that will allow them to meet the need that exists in their home and in their finances. Lord, I pray for those who may be discouraged today and emotionally discouraged. I pray that you will encourage them. Lord, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I pray that you will help them to feel that and experience that and allow that to rise within their spirit man. So, Father, we just thank you in advance for all that you are doing and all that you're going to do on behalf of those who have stood and have, and have said to you that I need your intervention in my life today. We thank you that we know and believe that you're going to do it on their behalf Thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, will you just give the Lord a good hand clap of praise because he's heard our prayer? Amen. Amen, amen. One more? Okay. When he's done with this, you can be dismissed, all right? I don't have to come back. You've heard enough from me today. When they're done with this, you can be dismissed. God bless you and thank you for coming. And guys, we really do love having you. We've enjoyed it so much.
All right, whenever I point at you guys, I want y'all to go woo-woo like the old engine. Here we go. <laughs>